What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing this afternoon? Hold up. Getting some feedback over there on the other machine. What's up? How's everybody doing? Man, it's windy as fuck outside. I just took my dog out, and it's blew my hair all over the place, man. Jeez, it's so windy out there. How's everybody doing? Uh, again, this is another podcasty kind of direction my content is going uh, episode. Happy Thursday, everybody. This one's another... Uh, mental health episode and it's mainly aimed at uh the boys out there the men though i'm sure there'll be women out there if you know they watch i think like three percent of my audience is uh is female according to my analytics but uh yeah it will be um uh mostly aimed at guys but i'm sure that there's women out there that will identify with this too and uh yeah um just find it really important this kind of thing and if this kind of shit isn't your jam don't worry there will be Plenty of gaming content coming as well. I'm doing that still as well, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying exploring this avenue. So thank you everybody for for joining and for hanging out. If you're here and if you're watching or if you're listening on Spotify later, I really really appreciate it. Uh, just to start off, um, guys, please if you enjoy the content, oh, I almost forgot to. I'll do that later. Uh, if you enjoy enjoy the content, please do a like and uh, and uh, share it, and it really helps a lot. Again, you don't need to. You can become a member on YouTube. You can do super chats and all that stuff, but it's not necessary. It's not required. It's, it is appreciated very much when it happens, but again, not doing this for money. Uh, just doing it to help people, to have fun with people, make people laugh, have a good time, and of course, know that if you are going through something shitty, uh, you're not the only person out there that has, and there's other people experiencing the exact same thing. You are definitely not alone. I'm going to tamper a little bit with doing a little bit of music in the background. So please let me know if it's too loud. Uh, I'm going to find a song that can kind of, you know, last for a while. Uh, let's see. Like, let's see. Uh, that's seen a bunch. I look at the, the timestamps for songs on my list. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's, um, they're all Tool songs when they're really, really loud. I don't think Tool is a good background uh, track for this kind of topic. But anyway, guys, so what we're talking about today, uh, and again, let me know if the audio is too loud. I can, I can turn it down uh, if, if it's overpowering the conversation. I will, I will have it lower, so it should be really quiet now in the background if, if you can hear it at all. Mostly for Spotify editing purposes later. So, codependency, isolation, and the loss of identity, specifically for men and in relationships, because this is something I've seen a lot of, uh, especially it hits near to home, because I, I without even knowing it, uh, was codependent. Um, I know a lot of my friends that are married probably are and don't realize it. And, and it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with being dependent on another person for some things. You know, that's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but... When you become straight up codependent, um, that's where issues start to crop up. And you see dudes especially, uh, compromise no longer is a thing. Instead of compromise, you get um, concession. And uh, I'm, I'm pulling up another thing here. Sorry for the, the lighting effects there. Um, it gets really, really, really bad. Uh, so before we start, why don't we define codependency? So... It basically means uh, emotional dependence. Um, you can be codependent if you're relying on somebody, you know, for finances or stuff. We're all codependent as when we're little kids and 
our parents have to pay for all our shit, you know, and take us to the doctor when we're sick and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of us never really grow out of it, uh, dudes especially, uh, when it comes to relationships with women. Uh, but it means emotional dependence. Uh, your moods and feelings are dependent on how others feel about you. And knowing this as a as a dude who grew up in like a Christian household, and I know a lot of dudes that um, can identify with, not necessarily growing up in a Christian household, but growing up with this uh, burned into their brain, you know, referring back to one of our earlier episodes, happy wife, happy life bullshit, but also mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But we're, we're made to take responsibility for how other people feel about things. Uh, I, I'm going to talk about my own story first and again in chat anytime you can you can chime in and that squeaky noise is my dog hold on rousey we're not playing we're not playing with toys right now buddy after after the podcast okay <laughs> fucking dog anyway sorry about that uh what we're doing is uh i'll go with my experiences if you guys want to chime in please do and I will read out your comments. Um, then I'm going to talk about people close to me, not giving any names in case you know any of them listen. But uh, and then go what what could be done about it, right? So from my own experience, I was I never, you know, you I was raised with with the same mentality that most men are that you know women are sugar and spice and everything nice and that you know they're they're like these perfect divine angels that can do no wrong when you know. Reality is far from that. I mean, women have the capability of being just as big a piece of fucking shit as men men can be. Um, just like there are traits that men can have, like, you know, when they're underdeveloped, have no masculine father figure, don't have things, uh, had a shitty childhood, had a lot of trauma growing up. They can have a lot of anger issues, get violent. Um, women can do the same thing, but women, um, they, they can be very physically violent as well, but usually they know that's not their sharpest tool in the shed, so in, instead they're emotionally violent. And uh, that's a bad combination with a dude who's grown up thinking that, you know, a woman can do no wrong, is never wrong, and he it's his, you know, job on this earth to please her and, you know, grant her every request, no matter how fucking childish it may be. Uh, and so we get trapped in this, you know, when your wife or your girlfriend or whatever is in a bad mood that you take that on yourself and you try to fix it which you can't because dudes in general are fixers and you can't do it it's impossible just like i said in uh, my other uh, podcast it's impossible to make a miserable cunt happy you just can't do it you can't make anyone else happy a friend family member spouse partner anything it's up to you you can you can bring them some joy but the joy is is, is is not the same thing so, for my own experience, I mean, for those of you who aren't aware, I've talked about it in multiple videos on streams before. Uh, so, to give you some background, I was I was married for about 10 years. And um, uh, married for 9, but we were together for roughly like 11, 12, somewhere around there. And she had severe mental problems, very severe issues. Uh, and as it went, as time went on, um, I would always take on... She was kind of an energy vampire because she was always miserable and upset. And I kind of took it on. It was my responsibility to fix that, right? As the good husband, the good guy, I got to do that. Uh, and it obviously it didn't work <laughs> at all. And it you know blew up in my face, but I began to be a miserable shit too. I began to just be unhappy all the time. Uh, I gained a lot of weight. I got fat. Uh, I 
ate a lot of garbage, you know, I drank a lot. I was an alcoholic during that. And it was, it became a real issue. And you feel this like deep sense. And if, if, if you can identify with this, you feel this deep sense of um, pain and a deep sense of anxiety. Just when you know something isn't quite right, when she's not quite happy, when that is, and of course you ask, Hey, is everything all right? And they go, yeah, it's fine. And then of course they lead on with, I just think it's funny that, and then they list of, you know, 10 billion things that, of how much of a fuck up they think you are. But, uh, yeah. And I'm not just, and I'm not saying all this shit to shit on women. Again, I know that there are a lot of women who probably are in relationships with dudes that behave this way too. It's just more common with women acting this way because they are more emotional than we are. I mean, there's a huge biological difference between how men and women's brains are wired. There's a huge biological difference in how we deal with problems. And you know what? Shitty upbringings negatively impact both genders uh, equally. And uh, especially when there's not a, a good father around in the house um, or, there, or if there's a, you know, a weak, limp dick father in the house that treats, you know, his daughter like daddy's little special Disney princess. And it, it just creates a sense of entitlement in them. And uh, I mean, I grew up and my parents were not bad parents at all. I love my parents to death. They, they gave us everything they could. Uh, my family was poor up until I was about 15, 14, 15. Was just, that's when my dad really started making good money, but never got handed anything. I had to work from, for stuff. You know, before I was old enough to legally work, I had chores and I worked my ass off for anything. If I wanted to skateboard, you know, I had to, you know, weed the entire garden for weeks and then my dad would buy me one or something like that. And then once I was old enough to get a job, he's like, all right, the only time you're ever getting shit for free now is your birthday, Christmas, and uh, we'll get you some clothes at the beginning of the school year. That was it. Everything else I had to earn and buy myself if I wanted it. Didn't get bought cars, didn't get bought any of that shit. And I'm, I'm really thankful for it. But also at the same time, there were definitely times I saw disrespect, um, you know, from my mom to my dad and my dad would have to supplicate, you know, would kind of bend the knee and just take the shit and not really stand up for himself. It wasn't super common. My mom was pretty sweet, but it was, it was enough for me to notice every once in a while, especially now in hindsight, looking back. So in my own marriage, I was, I felt, you know, like the old Robin Williams quote, um, there's nothing worse than feeling alone in a room full of people which is kind of how I felt for my whole marriage is why I, I didn't really feel like we had anything in common. We had nothing really to talk about, uh, you know, once we knew each other. Um, but I always felt like I was on trial for something I did or didn't do or did or didn't say. And it, it mentally destroys you over time as a dude. And, you know, and as a dude too, you're taught to just suck it up, eat shit and uh, be a man and, um, you know, not say anything. But man, we got to have boundaries. And again, I'm going to go into what to do about it later. I'm going to go on to more stories. Again, if you have anything in chat, feel free to chime in uh, if you have any anything to share. But I have some close friends. One in particular, I brought him up. Uh, I brought him up in the stream "Happy Wife, Happy Life" a few weeks ago, uh, and his his life is fucking miserable, dude. It's a miserable joke. Um, He's always lying to me and to his other friends and making excuses for why he can't do things, why he can't talk, why he can't hang out. And I know it's because he's embarrassed by how pathetic he feels. He's embarrassed by how he has no spine, how he won't stand up to her, how he won't make himself a priority in his life. 
and he has no identity. I've known this guy since I was 12 years old, and he's he's literally a shell of who he used to be. Not even close. Not even a shadow or a shell. He's he's pretty much a dead man walking. Uh, you can see it in his eyes and the way he carries himself. But you know, and he'll just keep eating the shit sandwiches and just to try to make his wife pleased and happy while she does whatever the fuck she wants. You know, uh, and it's um, you know gets her way all the time and. Everything that goes wrong is his fault, but he doesn't see it. Even though, like, for a while they were separated because she kicked him out of the house. And I was, you know, there for him. And I wasn't trying to get in the middle of it and say, hey, dude, just divorce her or whatever. You know, I didn't, I didn't tell him to do that. I just said, hey, man, I'm, if you need a place to crash, I'm here. And he did. He crashed with me for about a month. And uh, he was actually starting to become happier, more like himself, that I remember when he was hanging out with me. But then over time, uh, you know, she she pretty much was like, I can't handle the kids without you here. And so needed a glorified babysitter and told them to come back in. Told them to come back in three three or three and a half weeks after she kicked his ass out, saying when she kicked him out that she wanted him out for like a few months at least so that they could figure shit out. But yeah, and um, she threw a tantrum when he said he wanted to separate their finances after that. It was just a whole a whole mess. And it was... It was quite pathetic to, to watch and sad to watch, you know, and I just did what I could for him, gave him information and, and content, told him my own experiences, but he's back in it. He's trapped and uh, full of excuses and I can tell full of pain and unhappiness and he's told me on many occasions that uh, killing himself um, always seems like a, a, a possible option. When you get a chance, uh, Nick says, when you get a chance, can you give the explanation of codependency being a learned behavior? I, I am going to go into that, Nick, for sure. So, uh, in fact, we can we can touch on that now before I get into another story. So, codependency um, is something that you, you learn. Uh, again, it's through when you're growing up, right? It's learned behavior. You see... You see your parents codependent on each other or, uh, you know, siblings codependent on each other. Uh, your parents do a shitty job of raising you and make you codependent. Uh, it's over time you learn that or you, you, you learn and the bad habits that you need approval from other people, especially people that, you know, you're dating or you're in a relationship with. You need their approval or you can't be happy and also that you can't let go and enjoy yourself even if there are people you care about around you they're not happy right you're taking on the burdens of other people you learn this in childhood and as you grow up it sticks with you it's a it's a learned behavior the same way that now you see you know all these narcissistic thoughts and all these douchebags uh, on tiktok and instagram these days on the internet that uh they learned that behavior because they, you know, they didn't have, probably didn't have a dad around. They, their, their mom might've been addicted to drugs or alcoholic or just didn't have time because she was working so much because she was a single mom or, or whatever the case may be. And they need attention. They feel starved for attention. So they start doing this shit online with, they have no values, no standards, no, no anything really. And so what they do is they project that out there, right? And they're they're so dependent on of affirmation and approval from other people because they never got it when they were young, right? Or they didn't get enough of it. 
and what other people think of them, especially if the other person is a spouse or a partner, is the most important. Um, and it's 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 a real surefire way, man, to to be a weak bitch as a dude to be codependent. And again, it's fine if you're dependent on some people for some things. I mean, we're we're human beings. Ninety ninety nine percent of us are social animals. We we do desire to pair bond. We do desire to have people around, you know, that we can trust and rely on, and and be part of a community or a group. Uh, so some dependency is not bad. Uh, if it's moderated and under control, but that's not what you see in most marriages these days. Also, uh, was your buddy working? How many kids did he have with that woman? Yes, my buddy my buddy is a blue-collar worker. He works his ass off, like literally batters his body, you know, 45, 50 hours a week. And uh, she just quit work for no reason. Just says, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. They have three kids. Um, she was working their whole marriage up to this point. Said, I just want to quit now. And she just sits home now. And they have... All three of their kids are in school. I think their oldest kid is 13. Their middle kid is, I think, eight or nine. And their youngest just started, uh, I think, I want to say kindergarten this year. But they have three. And she just wants to, as far as I know, I mean, as far as I can tell, she wants to just grow weed and smoke pot and stay home <laughs> while he busts his ass. So now he's trying to figure out how to make his one income, which in this society and this fucked up inflation and this terrible ego you know economic um the system we're in now because of all the fucking commies uh because of all that surviving on a single person's income is next to impossible and so now they're paycheck to paycheck can't save anything because she just doesn't want to work and he's gonna put up with it he's just gonna go okay and keep eating that shit sandwich so <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty bad and he's just one friend man um i mean like i it's so hard to fight codependent tendencies. I have another friend who is very codependent and has to have the approval and, you know, a lot. It's really sad that so many um, relationships, romantically speaking, whether they just be dating, living together or married, really looks like the dynamic. And this is, again, because of the rampant single motherhood and uh, all that shit. But it almost the dynamic resembles more of a child and a mom than it does partners working together as a team. You know, sounds like because they have the kids, she's using it as a weapon. Oh, a hundred percent for sure. I can guarantee you that if they had no kids, uh, she would have left him, or he would have, you know, wisened the fuck up and said, "I'm not putting up with this." But I know the kids have been used as a weapon. I've seen it firsthand, a hundred percent for sure. That's one of the, especially with the laws, the divorce laws, and everything the way they are right now. That's a hundred percent. Um, a, a tool for someone's, um, you know, a, a tool that can be used. And 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 here's what I want to get into with with this whole thing of how do how do you fix it? Well, I know there's a lot of tropes on there, especially in the red pill community, things like that, where like, you know, all women are evil, trash, and shit. And then on the other side of the coin, you know, the hardcore feminists, all men are shit, and all men should die and shit. Both both are totally shit. The people that use kids against you, you know, the women that use kids against you and go into marriages planning on divorce so they can take your money or all this stuff, like all these terrible things that could happen to you via the state laws from a woman towards a man. Um, they're real, they're dangerous, but 
men are accountable too because men don't vet chicks enough. They're like, oh, they get a smell of that pussy, and they're like, I gotta, I gotta get in there, right? They let their sex drive control them. And then on top of that, you have to look for people only use tools like this to hurt other people when they themselves are very, very damaged and haven't healed, haven't gone, you know, fixed themselves, haven't seen therapists, haven't. Um, accepted and recognized their own terrible childhood, perhaps, what they've gone through, and instead they take it out on everybody else. And those are pretty big red flags, and they're pretty easy to spot within a handful of months of dating somebody. You can see, because everybody has baggage, right? Everybody has trauma. Everybody has shit that they need to heal from and fix, men and women both. But the ones that don't even attempt to do that, they're the ones that are going to fuck you over, right? The ones that haven't addressed it. Because if you're saying, I'm only going to ever, you know, if, you, if you're into dating, if you want to date, I don't know if you are, uh, no judgment either way. But if you want to date, if you go into it uh, with a mindset of you're going to find this person, you know, man or woman who has no baggage, who, uh, you know, is perfect and has the had the perfect childhood upbringing you're never going to find anybody that's for sure especially in this day and age where you know the the family has been attacked by the left so hard that it's been absolutely destroyed uh the nuclear family's been destroyed and it's and even if it hadn't been destroyed it would be impossible to have one in the same way that a lot of traditionalists think they want a relationship because of how worthless our the our own currency is in the united states and in the west in general because of all the fucking idiots and commies running everything so that can't exist you need to let that go right and what you need to find if you're going to date is someone who is aware of their trauma is aware of the damage that's been done to them and is actively has fixed it or is actively fixing it right and i don't mean actively fixing it by getting on prescription meds right yeah trust the phar pharmaceutical company don't forget pharmaceutical company is not in the business of healing people they're in the business of getting people addicted to their product and treating a disease not not curing a disease um all pills do is numb you to the trauma that happened to you it's not a, it's not a it's not a fix um actually seeing a professional therapist and getting help and going through your issues and fixing them and fixing your own mindset and your patterns and behaviors is what will make you better not drugs vetting is very very important you should always be vetting right um and you need to be very clear so let's move on now to how do you how do you if you're codependent because a lot of people man are more codependent than they think right um Every sing again, every single one of us has issues. There's a single person on the planet that's perfect, right? We all have our own personal story and our, our upbringing and our stories are what created our mindsets and our current beliefs. Um, but I mean, I think almost everybody has some form of codependency issue. And I think it's simply in our nature to, I mean, it's in our nature to want to be loved and give love to other people. Um, and of course, there's times where we want to be alone. That's me. Like, I love being alone and having a few days by myself. To, that's how my batteries recharge because I'm at best an ambivert, but I'm mostly an introvert. Uh, but we, we also want to feel like we're valued by other, you know, by people we care about and we want to value them. Um, it becomes a problem when uh, your own mind and your own feelings are influenced heavily by somebody that's not you. 
right? Because we have no control over, over other people. We never have and never will. We can't control other people. Um, essentially, the same with you. You can't be controlled by somebody. You can only give people... People only have as much power over you as you give to them. Uh, but when all of the validation we get is through someone other than ourselves, it creates a validation-seeking mentality that really fucks you up. Um, and that's what true negative codependency is. You're not happy unless you've got love from other people. That, at the end of the day, that's essentially what it boils down to. The belief that you're just not good enough without the fulfillment and love and admiration of other people. And this is a very shit mindset. Um, and always, if you're in a relationship, friendships, and I say relationship, I mean partner, um, spouse, your, your children, your, your friends. It's very shit because it's going to cause problems in those relationships. Being codependent uh, is, is awful. And when it gets so extreme that it consumes your life, uh, I mean, it's almost impossible to break, right? It's a learned behavior and it's a habit. So how do we, how do we get out of something like that? Uh, first of all, you, if, if you're with someone who you feel is codependent, you can't fix it. All you can do is set boundaries. You need to set very clear boundaries of what's okay and what's not. And when somebody crosses that boundary, you need to tell them, hey, you crossed a boundary. You need to punish them. And by punish them, I don't mean you punch them in the face. Though I'm sure you may feel like it. And they cross a boundary. You say, hey, you, I don't like this. Please don't do that again. Um, I'm not going to want to be around you if you do that. And if they apologize and then don't do it again, move on. It's fine. But if they apologize and then keep doing it, you need to cut them out of your life. Or if they apologize, or if they don't apologize at all and just don't care, then they shouldn't be in your life either, regardless of what their relationship is to you. I don't care if they're fucking family. You get rid of them. Don't talk to them anymore. Don't associate with them. Don't waste your fucking time on them. So we need you need to set very, very clear boundaries with everyone in your life of what's okay what's not because remember the second you meet anybody especially a partner or a potential you know partner romantically speaking and and friends too you're teaching them you're training them how you want to be treated right because if you put up with some bullshit codependency super clingy girlfriend for example for years and then i know you're like hey you're being too clingy you're, you're coming out of left field according to her because you you never all of a sudden it's like wait how come I've, I've been behaving this way towards you for for decades and now all of a sudden you're you're not okay with it right you need to be clear up front what your boundaries are what your values are um nick says i was and am currently in a similar situation in divorce with a minor child and have been going back and forth to court for five years due to issues regarding parenting and time sharing dude that's fucking rough that sucks uh i'm curious what um what you do you feel in your relationship you or her or both of you were codependent to some degree and i'll, I'll keep going and when you respond i'll i'll, I'll go through your, your your response um because we have to set boundaries and when you see someone's codependent um because you're the only person in their life. Like, it's a red flag if someone you're dating has no friends, right? They don't have any friends to talk to. You're you're everything to them. That's toxic as fuck if you're everything to them. They, you know, they don't talk to their family. They don't really have family members. They don't have friends. They don't have hobbies. They don't have p 
passions of their own. They don't have a life of their own. And you become the center of their universe. That's codependent as fuck, and you shouldn't be involved with that person. Uh, they have a lot of trauma, and they're looking for you to fix it. That's what that means. Um, you need to have your shit together. Uh, and what that also means, when you notice yourself being codependent, think of a state of zen, right? We all... Trying my best to answer that question. I don't know. Well, yeah, to keep keep mulling it over in your mind. Um, as men, especially, we obviously we 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 feel emotions the same as women do, but I think women experience them more intensely. Um, what both genders need is we need to master emotional regulation, and this is harder for women than it is for men to do. Uh, Men just, I know there are exceptions to the rule, uh, but men generally tend to be more logical and, and reason, even to the point of being a robot like me. My girlfriend says I'm a robot sometimes, and it's true. Uh, but we still feel the emotions, we just, we just don't deal with them in the same way that women deal with theirs. Emotional regulation is really, really important. When you master emotional regulation, uh, you know, so you feel, you feel something, you let yourself feel that emotion, but then you find logical... A, a logical path in your mind to why you feel that way and what to do about it as opposed to I'm mad so I'm gonna scream right you're like I'm mad okay what am I mad about what made me feel mad and then you can go through okay is this am I mad because they legitimately disrespected me or crossed a boundary or treated me poorly or am I mad because I interpreted what they did as such because of my past trauma that I haven't healed yet right that I haven't taken care of once and you got to train your brain to do that with all really raw emotions, right? If you act immediately on a raw emotion, you lose. Because um, once you get there, your body and your mind and everything will be complete in a state of zen. And you'll, you'll be able to quash your own codependency. Uh, you said it was very toxic, Nick. I'm, I'm curious, like, what, what, for, what to you defines as toxic? Like, what, what kind of behaviors did you witness? Uh, in that relationship that's gone to shit. Um, so, having your shit together, it simply means you're not affected by others' thoughts and opinions of you, right? Obviously, if you hurt someone's feelings and they, you know, like if you say something really mean, you know, to your, your partner or your friend and they're, they're kind of pissed, and they explain to you why it made them feel that way and you think it makes sense, you you should apologize, right? You're like, oh yeah, I didn't see it that way. But if, it, but you can't walk on eggshells, right? You can't tiptoe around them all the time. You gotta be able to be yourself, especially around someone you're living with or plan to live with or married to or whatever, right? You, if you're, I, I walked on eggshells for a decade in my marriage and I'll never fucking do it again. If I feel like I can't be myself and can't say what I want and can't walk on it and can't, you know, do my thing, I, I'm not going to stay in it. It's just, it's not worth my fucking time. And I wouldn't want them I, either. I wouldn't want, like, for example, my current girlfriend right now, like, if she, if she, you know, felt that way, I wouldn't want her to stay if she felt like she couldn't be herself around me. And I don't think she would. I mean, she's got too much self-respect. Um, and that's what it boils down to, right? Self-respect. Uh, if people don't like you, especially if they're strangers or, or have a negative opinion of you, fuck them. Move on with your life. Who cares? Uh, and when it comes to someone that's not a stranger, like a close friend, a family member, or, or a partner, you can't let their negativity bring you down. Because again, that's what I did for 10 years. 
her constantly being depressed and negative made me the same over time because I took on those emotions myself. Because then I felt like a failure because I couldn't fix them for her, right? Because again, as men were told, we're fixers and we are fixers by natural, bio, you know, biologically, but we were told that like our partner's happiness is more important than our own. And that's fucking hog shit. Uh, I would say that we were, we were codependent due to the fact that there were arguments that I felt like I wanted to leave the relationship, but due to the child, I felt like I had to try to make it work uh, more that more than I normally would. Okay, so uh, uh, here's another question for you, Nick. Um, what were the arguments about? And when you did argue, like how how did you guys fight? Did you guys fight fair? Did you just talk, or was there screaming and yelling and name calling and that kind of shit? Uh. Because th that'll indicate some more, uh, that'll shed some more light on your situation. Um, because emotional regulation is super, super important. Most people these days don't have it. They can't do it, right? Uh, every single emotion you feel can be traced back to something legitimate, usually from our past, that we uh, either haven't addressed or have forgotten about. Um, and that's why we need emotional regulation and you need to set very clear boundaries You need to tell people what your values are and you need to not back down on them, right? And if someone violates your boundaries, you need to cut them repeatedly and doesn't apologize You need to cut them the fuck out of your life. They're they're cancer to your Emotions to your soul to your fucking brain to your body People let themselves go right because I was like that too. I couldn't enjoy myself in anything that I love to do, gaming, uh, skateboarding, you know, reading, um, watching a movie, I, I, I couldn't engage in any of those things when I knew my my partner was upset. Even if it was, she wasn't necessarily upset at me, but it's just something. And I took those on. And I think as dudes, we gen we really, really do that, and we turn ourselves into fucking martyrs. The arguments always felt like they were tied more than what the details of what the arguments were. Some arguments were name-calling. Okay. Felt like they were tied more to... Um... So... You're saying they were, they were arguments for argument's sake. Alright, well, here's an even better... Here's an even better question for you, Nick, man. Um... When you initially met your ex-wife, what drew you to her? Why did you want to marry her in the first place? I'm wondering if, it, like me, uh, you felt it was just that time, right? She showed you some kind of attention and affection, and you felt like it was just... Uh, you're at that age when you should be doing that. You should be getting married, right? Because your friends and family are, or whatever. And so you should be married because it's the next step in life, right? Quote-unquote. I'm wondering if that's what you did, even though your gut was screaming at you, man, don't do this. Don't do it. I'm curious if you had a, a similar experience to me in that in that regard. Because that's how I felt. I, I knew I shouldn't have got married when I did. And to the person that I did, I knew it. I did it anyway. And luckily, I, I got off better than most dudes in divorce. I got out a lot... A lot better... Uh, than most dudes did. Um... But... Yeah. I didn't. She got pregnant, and I was trying to do the right thing. I was 22. Okay, so you were young and stupid, okay? And 
You're about two and thirty now. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm about forty. I got married when I was twenty-six. So, um, she got pregnant, and you were trying to do the right thing. I get it. Um, unfortunately, the right thing. Um, I, I'm and please tell me you guys were using protection. But if you don't want to tell me, that's fine. It's none of my business. But unfortunately, in that situation, the right thing would have been to either put it up for adoption or, or like if if you're if you're you know if you're if you're not super pro-life to get an abortion early on or something because um or or not necessarily marry you could have even gone there out you know if you want to have this kid I'll, I'll help you support it with child support but you wouldn't have had to pay her alimony because you weren't married um that probably would have been better but uh, I mean, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can't you can't go back and change it now. So that's that. My comment there, I guess, is irrelevant. But um, it's as as men, she didn't want to get an abortion. Okay, I mean, you could have still just not married her and been like, I don't want a kid, but you know, I'll help. If you're gonna keep it, I'll pay for it or put it up for adoption or, or or whatever. I don't know. But again, it doesn't matter what you could have done. That's not what happened. So. Um, as men were, it's interesting that you said the right thing, right? You said, I wanted to do the right thing. As men, we're conditioned, and it's, again, more learned behavior uh, and more learned uh, brainwashing, if you will, from society, that the right thing is never us. The right thing is never our own happiness, our own well-being, our own peace of mind, our own finances, our own living situation, what have you. The right thing is never us. We're supposed to sacrifice all the time, be walking ATM machines, workhorse mules, right? We're disposable, essentially. We're walking wallets to a lot of women and a lot of people in general, the government especially, right? I mean, men are the majority taxpayers. That's a statistical fact. Uh, but um, we're taught that we're not a priority. And I see that. I saw that in my own life, my own marriage. I was not a priority in my life at all. My own happiness didn't matter compared to hers and, and other people's, uh, mostly hers. Um, you know, my family's happiness. Uh, you know, you, you I, I did a better job than most in fighting, trying to appease what my parents wanted because I don't, I didn't really follow their path at all. But uh, that's what as as dudes were taught, and we feel shame, and we are shamed, and we feel like shit if we don't do it, right? If we don't give in and sacrifice our own happiness and our own lives for someone who's unappreciative and doesn't give a fuck, right? I mean, we go die in wars for people that don't know us and hate us. We, and that's just been our role for so long. I'm not necessarily bitching about it. I'm saying that's just how it is. And society's not going to change. That's never going to change in society's eyes, at least not while we're alive. So instead, what we need to do is fix our own brainwashing and our own programming. We need to become priorities. Um, even when you have a, a partner or a spouse that you love really much, like a lot, that you, you love more than anything, right? And you have kids that you love more than anything. Obviously, they should be near the top of your list priority. But in my opinion, at the end of the day, no other being should, other than yourself should be the center of your universe for the main reason being that other beings we can't control, we can't manipulate. You know, I mean, we can manipulate them, but that's that's toxic to do that. But we can't control them. We can't make their decisions for them. So if you put something that's that's always changing as the center of your universe or has the potential to change, you're going to be fucking miserable. Um, because you'll sacrifice and make concessions over and over and over to try to keep them in that happy space, which you can't do. 
while if you're always the center of your universe with the people you love really close to you in that center but you're still the core center you're in a much better position to succeed and be happy yourself and be content yourself again being content is what you should aim for not happy happiness like anger sadness grief loss they're all temporary emotions. They're temporary feelings. You can't chase happiness, but if you find and chase and get contentment, you can get it. Happiness is a moving target. Um, uh, Nick says she didn't want to get an abortion. Okay. Also, I felt like she would have been harder to deal with as a single mother, cheaper to keep her, and I was scared of her being wild with my child, so I thought it was a good idea. What if you... I mean, and this is just for dudes that might be in a similar situation to you were back then, because obviously you can't do anything about this right now. Did you think about possibly, after the kid is born, trying to get more custody of the kid yourself? I know as a dude that's near impossible, but it's an option to try. Get a good divorce lawyer, I mean a good uh, custody lawyer, and if you were really worried that she'd be an unfit mom, try to get primary custody, but... Again, there, there are options, and it's much harder as a dude in these kind of situations because courts don't side with us, really, when it comes to children <laughs> at all. Uh, but as you're finding out now very clearly, Nick. Um, but, again, it sucks when you look back and you, you learn lessons now that you wish you your parents would have taught you. You know, how to be safe, how to be take care of yourself better and how to make yourself a priority but that's just not what society's interested in right um society right now definitely views and pushes women as sex objects and a lot of women just buy into it and that's why you see this rampant you know instagram and uh instagram and only fans thoughtery because they have no self-respect they weren't taught values or boundaries and they still want the attention to learn behavior of codependency and they're out there ruining their lives and their chances to find any real happiness out there. Uh, but they're taught that all that matters is their sex appeal. And dudes are taught that they're commodities, that they're accessories in their walking wallets, right? That we're success objects. And so it's it's both both looking at either side that way is fucking cancer, right? It's just it's not good for anybody. I'm kind of working on that now. Yeah. Yeah, and it, Godspeed with that, man. That's that, that's that's fucking rough um but i think uh let's see how long we've we been going now uh we've been going for about 45 minutes i wish i had more guidance yeah and that, that's the thing man i think one of the it's my dog crying hold on rosie i think one of the it take his other toy away i think one of the biggest problems again one of the biggest problems in the west anyway you don't see this as much in like asian cultures or in um Indian cultures and things like that, you don't really see this as much. Because they, they don't have all the toxic shit that, like, you know, the fringe third-wave feminism brought or any of that stuff. Or that, you know, they haven't been 100% infiltrated in all cases by any China aside, <laughs> the commies. But uh, uh, when you ha have no guidance as a child, just the rampant missing masculine father figures that kids need... Kids need their dad when they're really young and their guidance, you know, and their, their strong masculine presence just as much as they need a mom with a good feminine presence and who also doesn't take put up with shit. You know, a lot of, a lot of and this is a side note, a lot of women seem to think being feminine means you're weak and it's absolutely not. It's, their, it's your biggest strength, but I digress. Um, 
they need both, right? And when they when they're missing one, it it creates trauma and damage, and that's where the codependency and lack of guidance comes from. the The shit show of our society that we see today is largely due to no guidance, Nick. It's largely due to no one having an outlet, no one being taught how to set boundaries and how to have values and how to be have self-respect and how to make your own life a priority uh, and how to have morals. Right? It's all it's all fucking out the window now. Everyone's just a degenerate piece of shit. Uh, but let's let's go ahead and um, wrap this up, this discussion up. Again, uh, my my podcast, there's no gaming. Well, generally, I try to keep them to an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, if if you've enjoyed it so far, please leave a like. If you're on Spotify, you know, thumbs it up. Um, what's up, V man? How can you identify a toxic relationship? Uh, well, there are a lot of ways. First off, how. A, a really good rule of thumb, and this is something that I learned in my horrible marriage, and I learned uh, especially in a handful of women that I've dated since since I got back to dating. How does the other person make you feel about yourself? And again, that might you think, well, isn't that codependency? No, it's not needing approval from them. It's how do they make you feel about yourself? Are they always tearing you down? Are they clinging to you and get jealous and mad when you do stuff without them? Are they constantly up your ass, um, you know, going through your personal shit without your permission? Uh, like, it's clearly signs that they don't trust you. Uh, are they doing shady shit, you know, that you can notice, like shady behavior, trying to hide something, lying to you all the time? Um, but ultimately, all that stuff... That makes you, how do you how does that person make you feel about yourself is the first thing the second way that's the first step right if they make you feel good about yourself and they're supportive and encouraging and and respectful that, that's a good sign right the second sign you need to look for when um, looking for a toxic seeing if a relationship is toxic is uh, how do they treat themselves too right um, do they have boundaries values and morals and then the third step, once you answer that, the answer is that is yes, is do they respect your boundaries that you set up? Um, do they fight fair? When you have disagreements, can you guys just talk about it like adults? Sometimes agree to disagree? Or does one of you or both of you or her or whatever throw a fucking tantrum like a three-year-old? Name call, throw things, get violent. That's toxic. Uh, Vina says, the reason I ask is because I moved in with a girl the other week after dating three years, and I'm starting to second-guess it. Ooh, interesting. Do tell, V-Man. What's, uh, what's making you second-guess it? Let's, let's take a look at that situation, man. I'm gonna grab a snack here. Oh, is the music still playing in the background? Oh, it's Bloodhound Gang. That's probably not the best thing. We're gonna go back to the fields. My, my bad, guys. So we'll do that. I'm really interested, V-Man, in, in your story, brother. What's going on? But because if you dated for three years and you've only lived with her now for a week, and you're like, "Fuck," 
I want to know what's going on. Because that's uh, not a good sign, man. But I'll do my best to help you figure out why. Um, but we need to conquer... While V-Man's, you know, typing up a story if he chooses to, we need to conquer our own stuff. Well, as we have been dating, she's always had what I would consider emotional problems, okay? So, like we talked about earlier, no emotional regulation, right? And family problems, okay? The first two years, these situations were never directed at me. But slowly, the past year, I have become the target, seemingly setting her off more and more. Okay. Here's what you need to do, man. Um, she clearly has trauma. You said family problems, right? She has trauma from her childhood growing up. She's got issues. Obviously, she has no emo emotional regulation. She doesn't know how to control her emotions and work through them in her head before she speaks. Um, she's lashing out at you, and I think the only reason why you didn't see that in the past is because, again, you weren't living together, right? It's so not you're living together. You're the target because you're around all the time. That's a fucking problem. Um, what I would do in your situation, man, this is what I would do. Uh, because it's, this isn't so broken it can't be fixed, but you've got a decision to make. And don't, and dude, I'm telling you, V-Man, like, I'm, I'm, I mean this in the nicest way possible because I know how easy it is to go, okay, that makes sense and actually believe what I'm going to tell you, but then you don't act on it. I know as a dude how hard it is for us to act on these things. It's so toxic how we've been raised to, you know, just please her and make sure she's happy and eat eat a shit sandwich with corn ourselves, right? Don't do that. Please take this advice. First, you need to tell her that that's not okay, that you don't deserve to be treated that way, um, and that you won't put up with it. Say, I, you know, unless you want to be kind and sweet to me and talk to me like an adult, I'll be in the other room. I'm not going to deal with this. This is... I'm not okay with how you're talking to me and how you're blaming me for this. You need to be very clear. Set your boundaries very clearly what you will not tolerate. The behavior you won't tolerate from her. And if she keeps doing it, say, and if you keep it up and keep doing it, I'm leaving and not coming back. Second, you need to say, I think this is coming from shit that you've never resolved. I don't think you need to be on meds, um, but you need to tell her that she needs to find a good therapist, man. She needs... To start figuring out how to emotionally regulate. Uh, in fact, uh, CBT and DBT, those are the two um, therapy methods that are most beneficial for uh, reframing your mind and uh, emotional regulation. She needs to see a professional. She needs to see a professional. And if she's unwilling to and doesn't want to and says, I don't need to. Because seeing a therapist, man, I think everybody needs a therapist. Seeing a therapist doesn't make you crazy. Um but if she's like, I'm not going to do that, I'm not, you know, I'm, and refuses to get help, you need to fucking bounce. You need to leave. Like, this ain't working for me. If you're unwilling to work on this and I have to constantly leave the room and leave conversations, you know, because you're acting like a child and, and pushing my boundaries and crossing boundaries I've set up for myself, um, then I'm not staying. It's not worth it for me to stay. That is... You, and you need to be cool not raise your voice, not... Just be calm about it. Like, I'm not putting up with this behavior. I'm not allowing myself to be treated that way. Uh, for example, a singular random incident happened over cooking dinner. Okay, I was cutting up some onions and threw them into the pan. I can cook. I'm not retarded. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, brother. 
and it wasn't the size she wanted. Okay. So instead of being adult saying, oh, I wanted a smaller size or I wanted a bigger one. Can you do that? I'm guessing she threw a tantrum. What does she do, man? Bitches be crazy. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking. What does she... What does she do, man? Um, Because I already see where this is going. Uh, it, uh, it wasn't the size she wanted. It threw her into an absolute seething rage. And lasted for the rest of the night. Though the next day she apologized and said she was stressed over work and her sister's impending wedding. Name calling. Yeah, that's that's not okay. So what you need to do, man, even though she apologized, it's going to happen again, right? You need to say, hey, I get that you were upset about other things, but I am not your punching bag. I'm not going to be treated that way. I refuse. And if you start acting that way, I'm going to leave the room. And if you refuse to get help... Because she's projecting all of her past trauma, man. Something with her sister, clearly, her family problems. She's probably jealous that she's getting married, that her sister's getting married and she's not. But she's taking it out on you. That's not acceptable, man. Exactly in my first statement, remember, I said, uh, and name calling is never okay. Only fucking children name call. Uh, but you, I said right at the beginning, how does she make you feel? That probably made you feel like shit, right? When she started yelling at you, you need to put your damn foot down and be like, no. You will not raise your voice to me. You will not talk to me that way. I will not accept this behavior. I'm not your punching bag. If you're frustrated at something else, you can't take it out on me. Unhinged is a word that comes to mind. Her sister is a twin, and there are some serious issues among the family. Yeah, and you know what? She may never be able to resolve those issues between her siblings with them themselves, but she can resolve how she feels and how she thinks about it and how she frames it in her mind if she gets professional help from a therapist. Um, you need to put your foot down, man. I mean, let me, let me ask you this. Here's the best way for men out there, dudes, guys. The best way for you to figure out if something is toxic or is okay in a relationship and you can cut out all the shit and figure this out instantly replace your wife or your girlfriend in your mind with your best guy friend how would you react if your best guy friend like one of your bros right did with that what your spouse or partner did how what would your reaction be and I guarantee you that 100% of the time, you would not put up with that shit. In fact, your friend would probably catch a fist in the mouth. Obviously, you don't want to hit your spouse. I'm not telling you to. That's, that's bad. Don't hit people. Don't put your hands on people. But if you wouldn't tolerate that behavior from your, your best friend, why are you doing it from somebody that's supposed to be closer to you than that? Uh, the next moment, she's the sweetest thing ever, almost con considering she's bipolar or something. Um... I don't think she's bipolar. Uh, bipolar is like different personalities. She's probably somewhere on the spectrum of borderline personality disorder. In fact, the vast majority of, of uh, women have something, are on some form of the spectrum of BPD. And BPD has a very, very negative stigma around it. It has a... Um, you know, it, it makes people think that their people go unhinged all the time. There's a huge spectrum. So one person on this end wouldn't be even be a blip on your radar to someone who's on this end, right? And um, 
BPD is not a chemical imbalance in your brain. It's learned behavior. It's learned behavior from past childhood traumas. Uh, you're, no one's born with BPD. It's something you learn through behaviors, and it's something that actually can be, if you do the research and look online, BPD people can recover fully and have no symptoms at all anymore just through the right therapy, right? Just through reframing and learning how to regulate their own emotions. Because all BPD is, is it's on some level they can't regulate their emotions. Their emotions burst out, right? Negative and positive, which is why with when you're with someone with BPD that doesn't have it under control, you don't need meds for it either. But that just numbs things. I'm totally against mental pharmaceutical meds in my opinion. But like uh, someone who has BPD, if they're, uh, and this applies to dudes too, if they have it under control, you wouldn't even know that they have it. And in fact, they're they're in recovery. They're in remission from it. They don't they don't really have it anymore once they've you know trained for years with the therapist and gotten it under control. But it's just they have no ability to emotionally regulate because they were fucked and stunted and abused and probably molested as a kid, right? Which is not their fault. Um. Uh, overall, it's just a series of events similar or somewhat worse than my silly example. We aren't married and have a year lease, just concerning worst case, as I do love her. Well, man, if you love her, you need to tell her the truth. Wrap it up. Don't get her pregnant, that's for sure. Because, yeah, but... Um, so many people, most of us are damaged, especially if you're in your 30s or 40s by now. You're, you're a very damaged person, everybody, myself included. It's just all about healing and, and, and accepting your flaws and finding out how you can be a better person, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with being weak... There is definitely something wrong with staying weak. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a bitch. Stand up for yourself, right? Uh, you need to set boundaries. If you already love her, you need to set boundaries and tell her you're not going to tolerate that behavior. And she needs to get professional help to solve her past childhood trauma issues, right? And if she refuses, you need to get the fuck out. Buy out your lease if you have to. Don't sit there for a year and be miserable. Because then you open yourself up to traps such as her poking holes in condoms or... Not taking her birth control to get you, get her pregnant and get her to stay. That shit happens all the time. So you need to protect yourself, man. You need to, again, you need to be the center of your universe. You need to be your top priority. Your happiness, peace of mind, contentment needs to be your top priority all the time. Um, and if the person you're dating is healthy, they're the top priority. You're both happy individuals separately. And then together, you don't complete each other. You just get along, right? You just... And when you have disagreements or problems, you talk through it. If someone's throwing a tantrum and flipping the fuck out, that's not healthy. And you got to not tolerate that behavior. But both Nick and V-Man, thank you guys for sharing your stories and your thoughts. Um, that's what I would do, V-Man, in your situation. So let's go ahead with the codependency um, wrap up here. Uh, and this is in the same vein of the advice I just gave. Uh, conquering codependency and succeeding in any kind of relationship, I'm not just talking romantic friendships, relationships with your family, shit, uh, you know, it, it just requires work. And it shouldn't be so much work that it feels like a job, right? That's another bad sign, but it just requires work. And where the work is, is not on the other person. You're not working to fix them. That's a fool's errand and it's stupid. You're absolutely welcome, V-Man. It's stupid to do that. Um... It requires work on yourself all the time. Be better today than you were yesterday, right? Take accountability and responsibility, men and women, for your own flaws and your own imperfections, because we're all not perfect. 
but mostly um, you don't have to take accountability for past trauma because it's not your fault, but you do need to take responsibility for fixing it. It's not somebody else's job to fix you, and it's not our job as men to fix women's problems either. Because trust me, I've been there, I was codependent, and I didn't even see it until after the damage was done, right? So, a good way to get out of codependency again, set goals, achieve goals, whether the goals are professional, even small goals like, you know, exercise, weight loss, um, set boundaries, make your values and your boundaries very clear to the people in your life that you care about. Know yourself. Know what you want, know what you need, know what your vision for your life is, and then pursue it. And don't let anyone else get in the way. The good people in your life will help you pursue that. They won't try to pull you down and criticize you and bring you down. If you have someone that's criticizing you all the time, no matter what the relationship is to you, trying to bring you down and hold you back from what you want, fucking cut them out. Get rid of them. You don't need it. Um, you know, there are 8 billion people on this planet. You can do with getting rid of some. You've got to have boundaries. You can't be afraid of setting them and holding people to them, especially yourself. Even if it makes your partner upset. If they get mad that they cross a boundary, you shouldn't be with that person. Weak boundaries just lead to you getting abused at the end of the day. You know? Like, and don't be fooled. Some of these women, some of these bitches be crazy, man, and they can get violent. They can get really violent, or they can get even worse than, you know, being violent. I mean, again, back to my original friend at the beginning of the stream. He told me subtly once when we were drinking that she beats his ass. That she she fucking hits him, dude. It's sad. And um, I know most people, because he's a dude, won't believe that he gets hit. And he probably feels like a weak pussy. But he's if he set boundaries right at the gate, he would have been out of that relationship a long time ago. Um, But it, like I said, in your case, V-Man, it's, it's even more dangerous than violence is if they try to sabotage you financially or sabotage you by getting pregnant on purpose but saying it's an accident, right? Um, we all need to be on a journey, guys, to be better than we were yesterday. To be exceptional, right? To piss fucking excellence. Um, we need to be very clear about what we want and our boundaries and everything. And stick to them, man. Don't let people walk on you. Obviously, we all want to be loved and we want to give love. But getting love should never be because we sacrificed ourselves, right? If you're sacrificing everything just for the small drip feed of affection and love from somebody else, that's the wrong relationship to be in, man. But anyway, guys, that pretty much wraps it up. Thanks so much, guys, for the participating and for sharing your stories. I know it's not easy to talk about things, these things, especially as dudes, because we really don't have support systems the same way that, that women do. Um... And we don't verbalize a lot of shit because we're embarrassed. I totally get it. Totally understand. That's why I wanted to start doing at least one uh, one of these podcasts every other week to talk about uh, men's issues. Um, and things that we face as dudes, as gamer dudes. as you know. And then we go back to the gaming and have fun and have some drinks and have a good time uh, outside of that. But thanks guys so much for showing up and for, for talking. Um, again, all my podcasts, if you liked it, like, share. Um, you can watch it here on YouTube. It stays up there. But I'm also putting all of these up to Spotify by the next day. So if you're, you know, cruising in your car, you want to listen on Spotify, more than welcome to. Um, and it, all, all the support really helps me out, guys. Thanks so much. 
Take care of yourselves, guys. Uh, if you ever need to talk about something in this vein that I've talked about and you have no one else to talk to, please reach out to me on my on my private Discord. You know, become a member. My the disc my Discord links all over the fucking my YouTube channel. But I, I I'll be in here if you need it, and uh, I'll give you advice when I can. I won't always be immediately available, but I will. I do check those. So thanks, guys. Uh, next week we're gonna be playing some games. And then uh, another gaming topic for next week's podcast. So figuring out what that is. But again, it'll be posted on my page when I decide. So as always, my friends, keep it real.